we're back on Matt Chats and we have a huge episode lined up. I'll start off with uh, a guest we've had on regularly, Stephen Kemp. Welcome back, Stephen. How are you? G'day, Matty. I'm all the better for being back here uh, and with our very special guest. We, we won't introduce him yet. Uh, do you know, Stephen, that you're actually on the first ever, the first episode of season two? Is it season two? Season two. We, we've had a gut, so we thought season two. That makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got the call back. Fourth or fifth episode? Who knows? It could be, could be sixth. Your guess is as good as mine. Your, my guess is as good as yours. Uh, our, our guest today, uh, he is at Sport FM on, is it an award-winning breakfast show? I'd say uh, so. Yeah, probably. Let's go with that. Go with that. Uh, one of the the big big men around Perth in, in sporting media. A Perthanality, if you will. Yeah, pr- probably a bit above that as well, I, I'd say. He, he probably is known nationally now. Uh, Jacob Lansley, welcome. How are you? Oh, Matty, I've been waiting a long time for this opportunity to join you two on Matt Chats. I'm, I feel pressure, though. Being the first guest along with yourself, Kempi, in the second season of Matt Chats, it's, it's going to be hard for the show to maintain this standard from here, I would have thought. It will be It will be tough. Uh, look, I, I've brought in the big guns to start off season two. You were our number one guest, and we thought if we... We save ourselves and we'll hide you away and we'll bring you in at a time that's necessary. How did Chook and Gooch feel about being overlooked for the start of season two? I haven't let them know yet. Oh, okay. So it's just going to drop. Well, they're going to be like, oh, G'day, oh, fellas. How God. are you? Yeah, nice nice to know you'll be listening into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, suck shit, Gooch. Oh, <laughs> you too, Chook. Uh, now, you play at Williton. I do. Uh, tell, tell us why you're not at Kenwick. Uh, we... we the fans want to know. They they keep wondering. Anyone who comes on this podcast is not at Kenwick. They're unsure why they're on. That's a very good point. No, I grew up in the Williton area. Um, got a soft spot for Kenwick, no doubt about it. Been some great battles. We would have played the greatest grand final of all time in one day seas a year or so ago if not for COVID. But I've oh, got a very uh, very soft spot for, for Kenwick Cricket Club, Matty. But I've grown up in the Williton area. It's been my, been my livelihood playing at that club for 10 plus years now. And uh, yeah, if I was to move to any other club, I guess Kenwick would have to be it. All right, good call, good call. We'll, we'll take that one, Kevin, you reckon? Yeah, look, definitely, you're, I think you're an honorary member mm. of the KCC. I am at a Kenwick Cricket Club event. You did. Mm. You did. I also think that uh, the loyalty that you show to your club is uncommon in this day and age. It's admirable. Yes. Yeah, it's so impressive. Definitely respect it. As much as we hate you for not playing for <laughs> us, we respect it. Well, there's a few blokes at Kenwick who'd be pretty happy if I lined up in your team because it means I couldn't knock them over. <laughs> uh, hello to Matt, uh, to Mick Kernard and, and uh, Cole Smith, amongst <laughs> others, uh, who might be tuning in to Matt Chats. Yeah, there's probably a couple who'd be happy if I jumped across. Uh, now, we're going to have a look at your stats first. Oh, okay. Uh, 153 games for the senior club. Too many Saturdays lost, Matty. Uh, 38, your highest score. That's impressive. Yeah, it probably tells you all you need to know about my batting. I would have been happier if you started with my bowling. Uh, best figures are 5 for 8. We lost that game too, you know. Oh, that's that's painful. Yeah, well, you that, only that's take your, You take your best figures in losses, I sound like. Yeah, yeah, it's generally the, generally <laughs> the case. Yep. Uh, 810 runs and an average of 8.71. I'm a better batsman than that. Let me just yeah. say that. Underutilised. And can people vouch for this? We've had some great battles over the years. Don't have many shots, but I will dig in. So yeah. if you looked at balls faced and time spent in the middle and partnerships, you'd get far more, uh, far more of an understanding of just, just my prowess with the bat. I uh, think, I've underachieved, yeah. though. I think that's for all of us, isn't it? We, we all know how to dig in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. very much cut from the pajara mould. Yeah. Uh, now, getting to your bowling, uh, 206 wickets. Uh, do you have a favourite wicket? <laughs> oh, have I got Steve Kemp out? No, I don't think I have. No. No, I got close to getting you out on a few <clears> occasions. <throat> Probably, Probably should have had me out a couple of times. Yeah, should have. Uh, no, 
no, not, not one that really comes to mind. It's always nice to bowl a batsman between bat and pad. doesn't happen very often when you don't spin the ball. <laughs> so there's probably a couple of times I've beaten the batsman on the inside edge and hit the stumps. You think, that's a nice moment. You'd love to do that again. But uh, hard to land with one in particular. Getting Ben Foot out a couple of times was, was enjoyable. Nice. Uh, a couple of things we want to bring up from um, our battles with you. Uh, I know there was one game where I wasn't there. I was actually away in Melbourne, and I was getting message and updates, and we were cruising. And then all of a sudden, all the messages stopped, and I was like, what's happened here? And then I guess we got, oh, Lansby took two wickets and two balls, and we were falling apart, and we scraped home. What happened there? You just decided you'd turn it on? Or? Well, Sean Collingwood, actually. You, you mentioned favourite wickets. Sean missed one. He does not miss the ball, Sean. He's the, <laughs> he is the wall of Kenwick, and he missed a straight ball. Walked off going, good good pill, good pill. Just played all around it, bowled. <laughs> Mick Kernick came out. Uh, sorry, actually, Cole Smith came out first. Got a very, very rough LBW. Yep. Dino Alpatelli gave a very questionable leg before wicket decision. Mick Kernick survived the hat-trick, knocked him over a couple of balls later, and the game had sort of transformed. But we didn't make enough runs. I think we only made 110. So just scraped home. Uh, Gooch and... Ali Martin got yeah. you over the line in the last over or two. So, good game of cricket, but we didn't we didn't score enough runs. Gooch was pretty proud of himself because he was the captain for that week while I was gone. So he was, <laughs> really? He was pretty <laughs> up Can we could have done better. Really left the hands, uh, the game in, in the hands of a brains trust. <laughs> yes, very clearly. Yeah, Gooch giving away all three stumps and going for wild slogs to the leg side. He connected with a couple. <laughs> yeah. That's on brand. Yeah. Yes, uh, it is. Now, there were a few times real early before, we, before I knew you too well, I used to text in, me, Colby and Gooch and those guys used to text into your drive show and just Direct. basically talk absolute rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like to Kemp, like, who is this Lansing bloke? And he goes, oh, I played against him in a semi-final once and apparently you just absolutely fed it to him. I did. <laughs> yeah, I was, a, I was a rambunctious teenager, for want of a better expression. Yeah, I was... Uh, it's pretty fired up in that game. There were a few... Uh, the, the Kenwick locals let me know that there was a bit of a contest going on and bowling to a bloke by the name of Kevin Bidwell is a very good player. Very, very hard to get out. It was very hard to get out in that game. Yeah, there were a few words exchanged there. If I had my time back, I'd... Oh, Kempi, I apologise. I'm sure I've apologised <laughs> since then. But yeah, 19 or 18-year-old me was, yeah, a different different person altogether. So, yeah, my, my first impressions for the Kenwick Cricket Club probably weren't great. In, in my defence... I, he was bowling really well. We were eight for fuck all, and I was just giving him nothing. So as a bowler, if I'm bowling to someone who's literally doing nothing, I'd be like, is there any fucking chance? Like, maybe try something. <laughs> that thing in your fucking hands, you know, it's not your dick. Maybe use it. So, like, you don't have to apologise for that. That that being said, I remember walking off the ground after that game, and I went, that fucking lands me a bloke. It's <laughs> one of the fucking biggest pricks I've ever met. Fair fuck enough, him. Too. Fuck Sport FM. And then, and then a couple of years later, I actually got to, you know, as it is with cricket, you you know, you break bread, you have a beer, whatever, and you actually talk to, you get to know the person on the other side of the boundary. You're like, oh, no, he was he was just being a cricketer. Yeah. That's and that's and that's all good. You know what, Tomo said the same thing. He came up to me at the uh, the, the Kenwick uh, anniversary a couple of years ago. I said, you know what, I thought you were a prick. I said, well, what's changed your mind? He said, oh, well, you're here now. You're having a beer with us. You're having a discussion. Go, well, cricket's cricket. We're all trying to win the game. Yeah. We're all trying to talk shit to one another and at the end of the game you have a beer and you have a laugh about it that's the way that cricket should be played absolutely you were 18 I think I was 22 yeah. so really like I don't know how much more of my head was out of my ass by 22 <laughs> from 18 but it wasn't probably too far it was a great game of cricket that's what I remember I mean Kev Bidwell played out of his skin and you were the frustrating tail ender who just held up an end for a long time and ended up turning the game around so it was a very good game of cricket and then Cameron Wiss came out at 11 and he went you know what I believe <laughs> yeah, ah right. Wissy 
Yeah. Well, Wissy put on about 30 or 40 as well. I so. think he put on a lot more than what me and Biddy put yeah. on. But, look, if we have to get up the scorecard, Matthew, we can. If we have to. Oh, if you, if you want to get it up, go ahead. Oh, look. Can't go deep <laughs> diving into the annals of... Uh, what I remember is that our captain, Paul Tunnicliffe, hello, Tony, no doubt a big listener to Matt <laughs> won the toss on a 42-degree day and said, you know what, fellas, we're going to have a bowl. That's what I do. Came in and said, boys, we're going to bowl. I said, Tony, it's 42. He says, yeah, but it's going to be 43 tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be hotter on the second day. I said, to give them a chance to set a score, it was 200 and something, and we were cooked. We came back on the second day, and four blokes hit catches up in the air and were in separate points of the dressing room screaming profanities, and... It was all over by about four o'clock, beer o'clock. He seems like a smart man. Always bowl first. Yeah, look, A, that's what we would have done. Yeah. Really? And Oh, Tomo. <clears throat> oh, okay. If you're listening, great great fan of Matt Chats also, Jason <laughs> yes. Thompson. But he was probably justified in his decision. Had a six for 93. Yeah. Yeah, we, we put up a bit of a late late rally there. Were you in the field going, good call? And then it still turned around? Well, yeah, I... Yeah, at one point it looked like we were going to skittle you for 120, 130, but you're always thinking in a final, semi-final, final, runs on the board are going to be hard. You can score 100, and that can be enough. So it would have been easy to say, oh, yeah, okay, they're all out for 120. could have been a completely different game if we're chasing 120. Absolutely, and we, we know firsthand about losing grand finals with mm. scores under 100. Yeah. But we were, yeah... Eight for 134. I said eight for fuck all. 134 is pretty decent. Yeah, I, yeah. Would have declared. <laughs> all at 210. No, oh, that's pretty handy. That's a pretty handy score. Kev Bidwell cut every ball that I bowled. <laughs> Didn't matter if it was full or short. Had three men behind point, and he kept trying to cut, and I was telling him, you've got to play another shot other than a cut <laughs> shot, and he kept cutting me. <laughs> yeah, very good player, Kev. Very good player. All right, well, we're going to jump into... Uh, the podcast quiz. Oh, okay. Uh, I've, I've been looking forward to this part. So you're going to go up against Kempy because there's no one else. Right. So well, it's you and Kemp. Kemp's already actually progressed through a couple of rounds. Okay. So basically what's going to happen here, if you can win, you will get to come back for another episode because you will be in another round of well, the podcast there quiz. There couldn't be a bigger prize than that. So a real opportunity here for you to progress in the quiz. So Excellent. I've already forecast that this man has a far superior knowledge uh, on across, across the sporting realm. Prepare to be disappointed. So what's what's the consequence of my loss here? Uh, not too much. <laughs> like, I'm going to lose sleep over it. That much is known. Yeah, you you haven't lost a, po- a podcast quiz on Matt Chats yet. So. I haven't come up against anyone of the, the calibre of Jay Lansmere. You came up against Bryza. Come on, mate. <laughs> you did skittle Bryza quite comfortably in the end. I was toying with him. Uh, now, your buzzer's just going to be your name, so uh, just Steve or <clears throat> Jacob or whatever you want to say. Test him out. Jacob? I'm going to say Kemp. Oh, all right. I'll say Lansmere then. All right. I don't get called Jacob very often. I feel like I'm in trouble if I get called Jacob. So Lansmere's fine, I reckon. All right. Okay, so there's going to be several categories. I'm just copying a few across to the uh, the old hotkey bank. Um, I'll, I'll read you some of the categories now so you're aware. Uh, we have Who Am I? Oh, big uh, fan of them. There'll be five clues. If you can get it before the final two clues, you can get two points. Uh, we have film and TV. We have AFL. We have cricket. We have something else. Uh, and we have a mystery uh, quiz section, which I won't tell you about yet. Jeez. There's so, a couple of subjects there I'm, I'm almost conceding already. I reckon I'm in you, trouble. You said film and TV. Yeah. How yeah. far back are we going? The exotic bloody marigold two or some <laughs> fucking shit. Look, we'll just see. We'll just see what comes up, I guess. Um, 
that as I said, there is a there is a mystery quiz uh, section which could uh, be very beneficial to you or very dangerous. So you have to wait and see if uh, we get to that point. Uh, we're going to start off. Uh, who wants to choose the first category? Jail. Jail. Sure. Okay. Oh, well, we're talking cricket at the start, so let let's continue that theme, shall we? Let's let's start with some cricket. Okay, we'll go with cricket. Okay, first question. So you can buzz in any time during the the question. All right, here we go. What number did Steve Smith bat in his Test debut? Kemp Leo. Uh, eight. I'm pretty sure. So right. Well done. Thanks, mate. You just beat me there. I've, I've got an, un, un, an understanding now. I like to wait until you hear the whole question. Because the worst thing you can do is jump in too early and give a wrong answer. I thought guilty he had. That. I thought you had because it was... guilty of that. Where did he bat in his test boot in the first innings? Because he batted a different number ah. in the second innings. Ooh, so. as well. That would have got, got me. So, 1-0. It is first to seven, by the way. Okay. I should have mentioned that before. Yeah, you should have. So, Cam, <laughs> you won the first point there. Where first do you want to go? Yeah, right. That's all over. Where do you want to go? Um, I'm I'm be let it known that I'm staying away from AFL. Okay. Huh. Uh, film and TV. Film and TV. Okay, let's go to film and TV. Who is the main actor in the movie Indiana Jones? Camp- oh. Harrison Ford. Are you sure? Jeez, you do have to possibly be around here. That is disgusting. Ooh. Disgustingly good. Ooh. Well done. Oh. All right, so you're up 2 0. I'm not a big fan of Master Chef. Matt Preston gets a run. All right, so where are we going? Uh, what were the categories again? Because I was paying attention. So, who am I? Film and TV, AFL, cricket, something else. And I will reveal the uh, final category, which, to no reference of what the question is going to be at, is called Every Damn Shuffling. Oh. Which it could be great reward or severe risk. Oh. It's early in the piece. Let's go every day. I'm shuffling. Oh, okay. Let, let's go to uh, every day I'm shuffling. Where's my mystery quiz opener? I'm in trouble every here. Every day I'm shuffling. Okay. So, Stephen, you've chosen every day I'm shuffling. Uh, now, are you nervous? Are you feeling all right? Look, if if I lose my two points, that's okay. It's back to zip zip, so that's cool. Look, usually I flip a Controlled coin. Risk. Usually I flip a coin here. I don't have a coin. So I'm going to flip this this debit card. Okay. Oh. All right. So basically, you've taken a severe risk here, Stephen. Uh, if you get it this side up, oh, he might have a coin. He might have a coin. Does he have one? Coins. 2021. Coins. Fuck oh. I've got a coin. Wait. You're beauty. Oh, fantastic. We won't have to flip a card. So what's going to happen is uh, heads, you get the easy question. Mm-hmm. Tails, you get the hard question. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what happens after that point, but I'm just going to flip it. So, heads, the easy question, tails, the hard question. All right. And it's tails. Oh, no, it's tails. You're guilty. Oh, gee. 3-0. 3-0, the pressure All to right. deliver here. Now, first to seven, halfway there almost. What you can really do here, Stephen, is you're going to get the easy question. So, as long as you get it right first, I'll just ask you the question. Let's see if you get it. Is it not open to JL as well? It's not open to JL. Oh, that's fine by me. I, I've I got no chance of getting this correct. So, okay. it's all up to you whether you can maintain your advantage. I want to say Tim Amatic. Uh, um, but I'll hear the question first. Easy question. You're on the easy one. Spell cinema. Cinema. 
Yeah. Uh, C-I-N-E-M-A, cinema. That's correct. Well done. You <laughs> really? Really? That was the question. The, the, the what, hard- was the, what was the hard question then, if that's the easy one? The hard question was, what is cremistrophobia a fear of? But Cremistophobia? Scott Cremiscothan dominating <laughs> domestic <laughs> cricket? <laughs> Not playing cricket anymore. Yeah. Missing Cremiscothan. Do you want to have a what guess was, the what was the, um What was the word again? Uh, Cremistrophobia. No idea. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's a fear of coat hangers. So Right. So if you got there, you would have been in trouble. <laughs> Lenny, it's all on the you, toss of a coin, isn't it? You're on zero, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am on zero. Yeah. I'm sorry you're on minus one now because Stephen gets to take a point. Oh. What? Yeah. Rough. Yeah. I don't, I don't like Was that in the fine print? It was. Um, it's unf- if you had got it wrong, you would you would have lost points. So unf- oh, wow. Well, let's do AFL then. AFL. Okay. Now, if you get a chance, you could go back to every day I'm shuffling and try and reverse the odds. No, I don't think I'm going back to every day I'm shuffling. <laughs> not, not on the hard question there. If, if it's decided by a coin toss, my record on coin tosses is not good. So we'll be staying well away from every <laughs> day ask, I'm shuffling. Ask the boys in fourth grade. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, we're going back to 2008 uh, AFL season. I want to know who finished second on the ladder. Lansmere. Yep. Hawthorne. There we go. You're back to zero. Back to zero. We're back to parody. Here we go. Are you not much of an AFL man, Kempi? No, I do. I just, I don't call it every weekend. Yeah, yeah. All right, so where are we going, Jacob? Oh. Have we had film and TV yet? Yeah. Uh, We we had one of them. Okay. Do you want to go back there? Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back. I'm going to back myself here. All right. Who plays Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story? Camp. Landsmere. Oh. Camp, you were just Buzz in. Lightyear. Oh, no. I'm thinking oh. it's the... Oh, I, re- I reckon... How long do you get until you're timed out? If I think it's been too long, I will say something. Buzz Lightyear. It's got five me. seconds. Oh, Tim Allen's the other one. Shit. So wrong! Jacob? Jeez. Uh, now I'm having a mental blank. Give me a sec. Oh, no worries. Tom Hanks. Got it. So wrong! What? Yeah, no, 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 no. Now I think about it, it was the other way around. It's I get Tim, them mixed up Tim, too. It's Tim Allen. Tim Allen, yeah. Tim Allen's the voice of Buzz Lightyear and Tom Hanks is the voice of Woody. Yep. Yep. As soon oh. as that left my mouth, I, I panicked. So I had I it. panicked. So I had it right. I'm just, I'm just you a didn't dickhead. didn't lock it in. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Oh, we both R- stuffed that up. Right Terrific. Uh, Where do we go from there? <clears throat> Still yours, I think. Yeah, okay. Yep. Who am I? Film and TV, footy, cricket, oh, let's something go. else. Let's go Who Am I. I'm a big fan of Who Am I. People who, who listen I? to Sport FM will know that I'm a big fan of a Who Am I. Okay. Pressure. All right. So five clues. If you get okay. it before the final two clues, you can grab two points. Right. I um, need them. I played cricket for Australia. I played 21 test matches. I played two one-day internationals. Landsmere. Marcus North. That's impressive. Yes. That's really impressive. Do you know what? You know, wow. It was actually the two ODIs rather than the 21 tests. Yeah. Because they were two random ODIs in, it must have been in India, and he made, he made two single-figure scores. And he was a very good one-day player for WA, but he just never made it for Australia in the, the shortest format. Underrated player, Marcus North. The, the difference between his best and his worst were <laughs> a bit like Sean Marsh, a long way apart. Famine and feast, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's why he only played 21 tests. 
So you're on two now. You're on three. That sounds... Yep. So he's coming back. He's back. Oh, I was just giving you a head start. A bit like the grand final. Calling, oh, oh, no, we don't talk no. about that on Matt Chat. Sorry. Oh, I'll Sorry. Go, don't mention no, that. Don't, don't dock a point for no, that, I've got please. good audio. Not at Collingwood. Yeah, no, he wasn't that day. No. Biggest man without a contract. Oh, oh. He'll look at, they'll re-sign him. <laughs> Pick <laughs> him up sure in the rookie that. draft. Yeah. Jeez. All right, where are we going, Jacob? You can still fit the category here. Oh, I'm going to back myself in with AFL. I feel like I've got Kempi on the ropes here. AFL. So I reckon we'll go back to AFL. Dangerous, okay. but I'm backing myself in here. How much were the Melbourne Football Club down by against Geelong? Plans me. 44 points. Suspense. Mason Cox is still playing in the background. Uh, it was he correct. Ah, terrific. <laughs> so, more like a gift, you got to hear more Mason Cox. Not sure about Sounds that. Sounds like Only in the prelim, because Mason Cox won the Eagles that flag, let's be honest. If he doesn't take <laughs> yeah. Richmond out in the prelim, West Coast don't beat Collingwood. He also took West Coast out last year in the elimination. We don't talk about that. Uh, First game of AFL I ever called, heartbroken by Mason that Cox. That would have been extremely hard. I don't know how I would have been uh, able to do that. It is hard, but when you're actually in a professional environment, you don't allow yourself to. Yeah. But when you're there in the crowd, I would have been heartbroken. You take yeah. your headset off and... Yeah, you walk back to your car after the game and go, I just saw my team lost by a point. That's the first game of footy, AFL footy I've ever called. So you're a bit... Pretty exciting empty. game to your call. Your heart is torn. Your heart is torn, yes. Very memorable game. Uh, what, what category do you want to go with now? So we're back to three all. Yeah, we're tired. Is it time to take a strategic risk? Yeah, let's go back to who am I. I'm, am I'm, I? Feel, okay. I'm feeling it with the who am I. All right. I play AFL. I was drafted in 2006 at pick 63. I've played in a premiership. I've not played an AFL game this season. I played in the 2018 Grand Lance Final. Me. Will Schofield? Sarong! Oh, jeez. 2006? Could I, could I have the, the first four? Uh, have, have many well, the, the, all of them were done, so I can okay. give them to you again. I play AFL, so I play AFL. Mm-hmm. I was drafted in 2006 at pick 63. I've played in a premiership. I've not played an AFL game this season. I played in the 2018 grand final. You didn't say he's retired, but I sort of get that feeling as well. Well, that's I, why I went with Bill Schofield. It was a late pick in that draft. I... I'm going to say Lacroix, but it's a stab. Sarong! Look, I, by saying I play AFL, I was meaning that he does still play. Still yeah, a current okay. player. It wasn't a red herring after all. There you go. Uh, now that you know he plays, do you want to have a stab? You won't get any points, but... Just it's, tell me. It's Put me from, out of my misery. someone from Collingwood, and we're thinking it's Eagles. Yeah. Tyson Goldsack. Yeah, there oh. you go, see? Yeah, I keep forgetting he's on Port Adelaide's books. Yeah, really Been strange. there all year. Yeah. I hadn't played a game, hasn't looked like playing a game, and... He'll probably retire at the end of the season. And being, he could be part of a premiership group <laughs> without playing, but he'll be, he could be at the premiership club. Potentially. Uh, so we're still at three all. Jacob, mm. you get Suspense. to choose the category again. We're out of who am I. Okay. That's disappointing. Uh, let's go back to cricket. I'll, I'll take Kempe head on here. Okay. Who was the last Australian to take a one-day international hat-trick? Kemp. Oh, oh! I've, there was a T21 recently. Mm, Dan Christian. 
That is disgusting. Okay, so that's wrong. It's wrong. Well, there's oh. one. There's one that I remember, but I'm just trying Ooh. to remember if there's one after that. I'm going to go with Quint Mackay. This bloke loves Quint Mackay. So wrong. Ashenaga. Yes. No. Oh no, that was T20 as well. No. Do you want me to tell you? Last bloke to take a hattie. In the one day is. In the one day is. Um, I reckon it's recent. I reckon we're talking in the last year or two. Well, you've both got it wrong, so yeah. it's James Faulkner. Oh, fuck off, man. <laughs> when was that? Uh, it was against Sri Lanka. I, I, did, I think it was 2016. Do, have no recollection of that whatsoever. Could have given me another 15 attempts that I would not have said James Faulkner. Yeah, very forgettable cricketer. Um, very good cricketer, very <laughs> underrated, and did a great job for Australia. Uh, where do you want to go now, Jacob? Jeez. Uh, still got something else as well. We got. Yeah, let's go something else. Let's mix it up. Let's see what you've got in the variety bag. Okay. A bit different and funky. Okay, before Kevin Rudd, who was... Kev- Julia Gillard. So wrong! Oh, went too early. Before Kevin Rudd, who was the Prime Minister? Which time? Yeah. So maybe you were right in some capacity. Uh, John Howard. Maybe. Sorry, Cam. (laughs) So right! I did forget Kevin did come back. They they did that little rotation thing. Just need a little bit of of clarity in the uh, the question. Uh, Politics. Uh, We just shouldn't have gone into politics, (laughs) should we? Well, you've taken the lead. I have. On a controversial question. Yeah, very. And and we're off the rails, that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there'll, be a, there'll be a commission into this. Oh, I commission. All right, Jacob, where do you want to go? Oh. Give me the options again. We've got cricket, we've got AFL, got something else, and there still isn't every damn shuffling and film and TV. Let's go back to film and TV. Film and TV, okay. The Disney movie, The Sorcerer's Apprentice... Now, hang on, before I complete the question, this is whoever's closest. So you'll understand once I finish the question. Uh, the Disney movie The Sorcerer's Apprentice was released in what year? Why the fuck you ask these stupid yeah. questions, man? <laughs> uh, Landsmere. Yep. Gonna have a stab. 1995. 1995. Uh, Stephen, you can now give your answer. <clears throat> I've literally never even heard of that. Oh, I haven't either. Just going with a rough estimate. The best Disney movies were in the nineties, so that that's a fair and reasonable shout. Nineteen ninety-seven. I can tell you, Stephen, you're closer. It was two thousand and ten. Wow, I can oh. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Oh, right. Mm. Still don't know it. Yeah, that bloke will do any movie though. Good man. Stephen, where do you want to go? What's the score? Am I, am I back at four all? Back to evens? This could be one of the great quizzes <clears throat> of all time. I think it has. I've, I've come from negative one. <laughs> something come from the clouds. <laughs> something different. You're going something else, okay. Something else, yeah. All right, let's go. Now, you have to name all of these. You'll understand once I ask the question. What are the colours of the Olympic rings? Cam? Question mark? <laughs> uh, there's a black one there's a red one mm-hmm. there's a blue one there's a green one and a yellow one so right! hold on 
You know, you know when Kempy's right, and I wish there was a, a vodcast rather than a podcast of this because Matt actually rolls his eyes ever so slightly when you get a correct answer. <laughs> do I? Yeah, and you probably don't even know you're doing. No. But have we got any cameras in this studio? Because I'm gonna you'd cover see my it. eyes from now on. I'm going to cover my eyes or close them or something. Uh, you've taken the lead, Stephen. What category do you want to go to? What's What's left? Something else. Every damn shuffling, cricket. So if you get if you get the coin toss in your favour, you've got a you've got a handball in the goal square. Mm. AFL, film and TV. Film and TV. Okay. How many seasons are there of the show Glee? Oh, jeez. One of my least favourite shows as a kid. <laughs> the correct answer is too many. Yes, oh. that, that's very true. Ding. Next. Amen. Who wants to have a stab? Oh, I'll do it. Lands me. Yep. Uh, six. So right! There you go. I have not... <laughs> I can, honestly, no. No, no. Honestly, I've never watched an episode. If I have, it was by mistake when I was flicking channels. Did not like the show at all. Mate of mine loved it to bits. Loved musical theatre for whatever reason. Coxie. He's the one who used to love it, if you can believe interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah, it okay. is very interesting. There's a different side of Coxie you probably don't know. Um... Yeah, no, I just don't have any time for it. Any time for it whatsoever. Interesting. Okay. I'm but a big, big fan of Glee. I think it's a good show. It's finished now. It's past tense. You were a big fan of Glee. <laughs> True. Uh, half of the um, cast members have yeah, passed away. Unfortunately. It hasn't been a great um, yeah, for a few people. Not a good omen. Great no. working environment. No, not at all. <clears throat> uh, are we at five all again? I think we are. Cause yeah, you took, yeah so we are. Jacob, where do so, you want to go? So what happens if we get to seven all? Just, just looking ahead. There'll be a tie break question. Okay. We get swags out. And we <laughs> come back tomorrow. Uh, let's go Let's go AFL again. I'll back myself to get ahead and close it out. That's AFL. Smart. How many AFL questions are left just out of interest? Is this the uh, last one? Can no, there are two more Ooh. after this one available. Oh, well. Oh, right. I might be on the... Just fly all the way home. All right. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Who finished, at th- who fin- who finished third in this season's Coleman medal? Landsmere. You just got in. Oh. Jack Rebolt. So right! Oh, good shout. I had to think about that because there was Tex, there was Bruce, and then they both were out for differing reasons. And then you had Hawkins and Rebolt who finished the year all right. Mackay won it. I was just working out who was third. That's a good question, Matty. Very Thank good you. question. Uh, where do you want to go? A chance to wrap it up. I think oh. we'll probably start with AFL. Yeah, I think we'll start with <laughs> AFL. I'll close it out. Okay. Hopefully. The pressure's on, actually, now. Good stuff this up. Okay. We're going to 2015. Oh, good year. In 2015, who finished 15th on the AFL ladder? Oh, man. Who finished 15th? Gee. Uh, Temp. North Melbourne. That is disgusting. Landsmere. Yep. Gold Coast. I thought that was too high. So wrong! Gold Coast was 16. Oh. That, no, that was the year North Melbourne won all those games at the start and then faded off oh, and finished Ah. Yeah. Uh, Fremantle. No. No, it was Essendon. Oh. The Bombers. Uh... So sorry, I, I I did misread. We have one AFL question left. So five six five six. six. Five. Do you want to use that AFL question now, Jacob? Oh, we both got it wrong, didn't we? Yeah, let's go again. It can't be any harder than that, surely. Okay, we are going with ladders again. We are going with ladders. When do we get to the snakes? 
in 2013, who finished eighth? Landsmere. Uh, who finished eighth originally, or who finished eighth when they adjusted the ladder? Who finished eighth on the uh, the the final ladder? Carlson. Oh, so that that question gets context, bit of clarity on it with the, the Kevin Rudd one. Oh. No, no clarity, <laughs> right here. No worries, mate. So right. You're beauty. Well done, Jake. Jeez, that was a that was a bit of a trick question, Matty. I don't it mind was. that as the last one. Yeah, Carlson got nudged in because Essendon cheated. And Carlton got nudged in and then beat Richmond, who finished fifth. So there was irony to that. Ninth actually beat Richmond, who always used to finish ninth. Hmm. And they did. Well done. Uh, Thank you. That was, that was a, that's one of the comebacks of the ages. That was. Minus one down to three, Kemp. You should be ashamed. Well, you see, I opened the door to the AFL when he was on minus one. I extended the olive branch. You were I slapped you, in the face. And he went, no, I'm, I'm closing Not this having out. any of this. I'm still pretty happy with the Marcus North one, that to was, be honest. That was, that was a good shout. Oh, the other questions is out of interest. Do you want to go hear the other cricket questions? Bonus yeah. questions. All right, here we go. Uh, Simon Kadich, this is closest to, played how many test matches? 35. 48. It was 56. Oh, there you 56. go. 56. Good the player. Man. Good player. Who won BBL4? The Scorchers. Correct. Who was the Scorchers? Now, the last cricket question. In Liam Davis's innings of 300 versus New South oh, Wales... I was there for this one. Who was his WA teammate to score a century? Adam Voges. Correct. Batted for a whole day. Whole, whole day of first-class cricket. And Liam Davis got dropped on 299. Sitter. Fine leg, dropped on the boundary, went for four, triple, triple century. How do you feel if you're the bloke, the bloke on the oh. boundary who's dropped him? <laughs> 299. Tim Van der Gooten. You have interviewed him on Sport FM. Liam Davis, yes, I have. Yes, good I cricketer, have. really good cricketer. Yeah, he busted his finger, so he actually had to retire pretty pretty early on because he couldn't grip a cricket bat anymore. But That's yeah, he had that sad. really good year, and everyone was talking him up as a potential to play in the Ashes. He was in the squad at one point, wasn't he? He was very close. He was very close, but he, he, he dropped off again after that. Bit yeah. of a pocket rocket. He was only about five foot two. But, gee, he took on the short ball and, yeah, entertaining cricketer, Liam Davis. Uh, some other questions we had here. Uh, I reckon Stephen would have got this one. In Seinfeld, who plays George Costanza? Oh, Jason Alexander. Great man. Yeah, great man, Jason Alexander. Uh, what else did we have here? We had something else. I would have, I really would have liked to ask this one to just see if anyone could get it. Name two Taylor Swift songs. Oh, I could do that. Could you? Uh, yeah, because I hang out with you too much. Jeepers. <laughs> Nah, probably not two. Blank uh, space, love story. Yeah, oh. love story is the only one I would I would get. Wow. And also fuck you because I know that for making <laughs> me know that. Uh, well, I'll tell you the uh, easy and hard question of the other every day I'm shuffling. So the easy one was what six times seven? Forty two. Yep. Yep. Uh, the hard one was what is xylophobia? Fear of xylophones. No. No idea. Uh, a fear of wooden areas. So I assume your forests. Or a dressing room. Yeah. Yep. The old dressing rooms at Kenwick before oh, we got the upgrade. The old, the old tin shed. Remember, that's one thing we didn't talk about earlier, is that, that semi-final that we played, 
you could hear everything that both teams were saying because we shared the same change room. <laughs> so they were on one side and we're on the other side. We're going in, you know, first day's over. You know, fuck those blokes. They made 200. We're going to come out tomorrow <laughs> and score. And they're sitting in the corner going, good on, boys. Well done. We've scored 200. We're, we're flying here. And you can hear every word that's been said. There was there yeah. was no privacy in those change You remember rooms. that just was a curtain? Yeah, I remember. That didn't even properly close. Look, I'll tell you, Jacob, I'd still take those change rooms over the ones we have now. Those, really? Yeah, they're just, the, the, they're metal tin and yeah, it's just... hot days. Yeah, Cooler in the sun. We we won't we won't get into our thoughts on the updated mill type facility. Dano Patelli nearly died that day. I think the one that, that game that we played, Dano wasn't looking very well by the end of the game. I don't think I played that one. No, no, you played that one. Did no, I? This is uh, <clears throat> the one that Matty missed. I feel like you might have gone up. No, no, you definitely played. Yeah, okay. All all I will say. Is that Dino Elpatelli is one of the finest umpires this association has ever oh, I've seen? Oh, I've got a lot of time for Dino, particularly when he gives Cole Smith LBW at a ball that's missing the second set of stumps. <laughs> uh, but no, Dino's a good man. But the heat got to him that day, like it did a few others. Yeah, a I, warmer day. The I remember Hayden and a few of the lads saying that Dino didn't look too well and didn't walk very well, and then he that's rocked right. back he up the, the next. Pain. He was on the pain meds. He that's rocked right. back up the there. next week because he left his bucket of sand. Which is obviously an important, integral very part of an important tool. Arsenal. Very important tool for an umpire. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, Stephen, I think it was the last time you were on with Tom Walden. Mm-hmm. We did uh, some cricket hat sort of uh, team selections. Do you remember when we did that? Quite humorous. Yeah, you had an awful, awful team. I didn't, but okay. It was. It was truly awful. Uh, so, what we did, Jacob, we essentially there was a hat filled with several, several cricketers. And we basically went around. You had to pick them, and you had to put them straight in a spot, and you, you had to go through your whole eleven. Right. So we we're going to um, we we're go- going to go through them with you, and you tell us which team you think you like best. So, for example, if you filled all your uh, bottom order spots, and you get a bowler, and there's only number three left, we had to put him there. Right. Guess what? He's Ricky Ponting now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, so should we go? We'll go through yours first, Kemp. Uh, starting with the 12th man, Kempi's 12th man, Paul Nixon. Good 12th man. He'd offer a few barbs. The mouthpiece. Yeah, he'd offer a few barbs out there as 12th. Good call. If you could understand it. Uh, so from one down, we'll go through Kemp's lineup. Or he's got the ever-dangerous Ed Cowan, uh, Marcus Harris, Kane Williams, Williams, Williamson at three, and that's your captain, Brian Lara at four, Callum Ferguson five, <laughs> Peter, Forrest, Ferguson. Peter Forrest with the gloves at six, Michael Neesa at 7, Brad Hogg at 8, Brett Lee at 9, Doug Mollinger 10, and Stuart McGill at 11. It's a long tail. So, not, Very long not tail. a bad side there, Stephen. But oh, Ness can hold a stick. Brad Hogg, Brett Lee. There's a lot of bowlers in that team. Where, where are the batsmen if you lose a couple of early wickets? Yeah, look, we were in a bit of strife with the... Uh, you, wait, you wait till you see the other teams. Okay, okay. so okay. Tom, Tom Walden, who... I don't know if you would know Tom Walden. Probably not. You uh, might have played the odd game against him, but I doubtful. So. I don't think so. Probably too good a cricketer for me. Probably plays up the grades. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tom Walden. He's uh, like that. He, he let the side with Shane Watson and Alistair Cook opening the batting. Oh, I like that. Left-right-hand combination. Uh, Marnus Lavashane at three. George Bailey at four and the captain. <laughs> he had Tim Ludeman at five. Is he wicket keeper or just playing as a batsman? Um, he's no, he's not wicket keeper. He's playing as a bat. Because <laughs> unfortunately, Tom didn't know who Tim was. So, uh, so he put a bloke in he doesn't know. Well, because it's a random hat selection. Right, so whoever course, comes out, course. it's uh, 
You have to go on them. At uh, at six, he had Moises Henriques. At seven, and wicket keeping Seb Gotch. Jeez, if you bowl a bouncer, that's four <laughs> wides or five wides. <laughs> at eight, uh, fantastic all rounder Evan Goulbus. Underrated. Yeah, like underrated. It. I like. Yeah, good call. <laughs> good call. Uh, Damien Martin at nine. How did that happen? He oh. must have got him real late. Oh, look, his nibbling mediums were pretty handy. Yep. Got a couple of test wickets. Rob Key. Ask Rob Key. Yep. And uh, Neil McKenzie <laughs> for his two test wickets. Check it out on YouTube. They're All pretty right. good deliveries too. They weren't, they weren't half-trackers belted the fielders. They are pretty good balls too. I'll, ha- I'll have a look. Uh, Michael Beer at 10. Should never have played for Australia. <laughs> yeah. You know, Michael Beer blocked me on Twitter. I've got no idea why I've never tweeted the bloke in my life. <laughs> Blocked me on Twitter. Wow. Is there so, some other Jacob Lansmere rolling around? Maybe you heard John Squad FM saying he shouldn't play Test career. Well, I'm only saying what everyone else was. The only <laughs> bloke who thought he should have played for Australia was Andrew Hilditch, who was the chairman of selectors oh, at the time. Warney. Warney pumped up his That's right. Because well. yeah, he came from St Kilda, which is the same club that Warney's from. It's uh, just a bit of looking after your own there, Warney. Come on. At 11, uh, this one's quite humorous. Dilbar Hussain. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Melbourne Stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 12th man, Phil Jakes. Should have played a lot more Test cricket. Yeah. Should have played a lot more Test cricket. And now the uh, Elite 11, my 11. You're uh, dreaming, brother. <laughs> opening the batting, Sam Whiteman and Graeme Smith. Uh, at three, uh, South Australian great Cameron Valente. What? <laughs> Disgusting, isn't it? At three, he did that in the One Day Cup a few years ago. But do you remember know, when he had the big One Day Cup? Where yeah, he, he scored a couple of hundreds. Yeah, 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 I don't know what was going on there. Uh, at Flat four, tracks. yeah, at four, and I've decided to give uh, him the wicket keeping gloves. I've decided not to give Whiteman the glove. I've decided to give him to this man, Justin Langer, at four. I've decided to let him have the gloves. Did wicket keep for Australia yeah, yeah. In, in ODIs? Uh, Little known fact: the captain and my number five, I went with Ian Bell. Good player. Yep. Scorch's champion, too. He was. Shermanator. Uh, the man I have at six, I definitely didn't want to bat at six. It's just sort of how it ended up. Cameron Cannon's my number six. The USA superstar. Oh, yes. Very true, yep. Uh, number seven, Mayanak Agarwal. At a seven? Yeah. yeah. He rocked this, up He rocked up late. His batting, his batting order's all over the shop. <laughs> uh, at number eight, and I was excited to get this bloke, Nathan Horrocks. The Ritz. Uh, does a job. Can bat as well. Just took a well. took a couple of fifers in Test cricket. They might have been questionable because against Pakistan, we're never quite you sure never, whether know. Pakistan actually were taking it seriously or whether they were throwing money away. <laughs> but uh, he got a couple of Test fifers and then one half average tour of India, where India play every spinner like they're a novice off spinner has just picked up a cricket ball. Never seen from again. Yep. Let's pick Xavier Doherty because KP has a weakness against left arm spin. Got him on 227. So, well done, Andrew Hilditch. You got it. You got it right. Yep. Still in this, boys. Yep. Still uh, alive. Number nine, I had Corey Collymore. <laughs> Remember the old uh, face, the wave in front of the face You're celebration they used Fitty, to have? Yeah. Fitty Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, they both did it. They both did it. Jerome Taylor did it as well. Was Pedro Collins his half-brother? The other the other you're right. Yeah, and They were playing right. together. In Left that. arm quick. Mm. Little known fact about Pedro Collins. He's involved in one of the biggest partnerships of all time, and he scored one run because he retired hurt. So he's not Watchman. Lara and Jimmy Adams. I think it was when Lara made his 400 in Antigua. Antigua, and Phil Collins. Uh, Phil Collins. Pedro Collins <laughs> retired <laughs> hurt, and that partnership ended up being worth a ridiculous amount. And uh, he's part of history. Huh. Very impressive. Uh, number ten, I had Harris Ralph. Cult uh, figure. And number 11, 
Floyd Rankin. Dual international. Mm. Saw his first test for England at the SCG. Nice. Could tell pretty quickly that he wasn't cut out for test cricket. <laughs> Broke down after about five overs. I think he was injured going into that game. Yeah. And was like, well, I'm not going to say anything. Twelfth uh, man, I ended up with Steve Harmison. So the twelfth man was the last person you picked out. So, yeah, I went. I had Steve Harmison. So, after hearing those sides, what do, what do you think? Whew. They all have a certain element of romance to them. I have to say, when it comes yeah. to the selection of some of those players, I like Kempy's to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think Kempy's got a nice balance there with his side. But I do like, was it Thomas who had the left-right hand opening combination, Watson mm, and Watson Cook? Watson and Cook, I yeah. do like that. that As a, a rule of thumb, and, and you know it, you've opened the bowling, I haven't. But when you've got a left-right hand combo and you've got a switch over, there's a single here, single there, bowlers have to change their line. It's very hard work. So I like that. And the dangerous opening pair of Sam Whiteman and Graham Smith. Let's not forget uh, about that. Well, Graham Smith would probably have his hand broken about the third <laughs> well, over, and Sam Whiteman had bust his finger. So he'd be none for none for 10, but two blokes would be retired hurt. <laughs> That's a fair call. Well, I look forward to my side beating yours when they eventually play this game in future years. Yeah, you're going to generate it on the PlayStation, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll you, do it at some point. You're going to get licked, brother. Okay, looking forward to that. Uh, now, moving on... Um, just wanted to have a bit of a general chat chat on cricket players, niche cricket players, because I know that there's a few that you hate, Stephen. Um, first of all, Jacob, I wanted to get your thoughts on Peter Siddle. Oh, hat-trick on his birthday. One of the great moments in the history of Australian Test cricket, over 200 wickets, reliable bowler, yes. would run in on a flat deck in the middle of nowhere and bowl 20 overs in a day, none for 30. Big fan. Big fan. I, I echo those sentiments, but... <laughs> I dis I dislike him only because of the fact of how much you love him. Well, so I just need you to get back to reality in terms of this Everyone can continue where they were when Peter Siddle took that hat trick. <clears throat> it's one of the great moments in the history of Australian Test cricket. Yeah, we lost the we lost the series. It was about as good as it got. But that was that was a brilliant moment. It ever. was. Peter Siddle was great. Yes, he and was. as far as meat and spuds cricketers go, he's if he's not the captain, he's in the leadership group. Oh. But he's not as—he's not amazing. He's not this demigod that you hold him in this amazing status. Look, and and I like to remind you of that. Look, he was the—he was the integral cog to winning to retaining the Ashes in England last time. He was the integral cog. Not sure about that. He did help. <laughs> he did help Steve Smith get to a hundred. Yeah, and he, first test. And for that, that we can first be grateful. test, and, and where he, he had forty the, odd or something, didn't he? Yeah, because he could bat as well. First class hundred. Yeah, scored a couple of what? Test fifties. Scored an Australia A hundred against Scotland. Yeah, yep, that's right. And and that'll be number one on the CV. Him and Brad Haddon just tunning up together. That's niche. <laughs> uh, a few other cricketers. What? What are some other cricketers you don't like, Stephen? That I really enjoy. Oh, where do we where do we begin? <laughs> they they're they're bowler. It's a bowler heavy list. Of course, Clint Mackay. Clint Mackay. That's how he likes to say <laughs> the man from back Essendon. of the hand slower ball. One of the greats. Test, test match cricketer as well. We we really hit a low spot in 2009. We started handing out baggy greens to everybody. Andrew sure. McDonald to boo. Yep. Doug Bollinger deserved that baggy green. And I'll always... I'll the best the best moment for Dougie was not any wicket that he took. It was the celebration where he kissed, kissed. the VB badge <laughs> rather than his Australian coat Absolutely. of arms. That was brilliant. Now, obviously, the uh, Ashes are, are coming up very soon. Uh, we've been talking off-air, Stephen, about who, who should play in that, that series and such. Who do you think should uh, potentially be opening the batting? 
It's it's a bit of a concern for me because as much as everyone in the media has absolutely shit canned the English batting lineup, ours is really not not much better. We're lucky we've got Marnus and Steve Smith and Warner, who's worldy at home when he wants to be. So we got like three decent sticks at home. As, War, aside from that, Warner generally peaks whenever England turn up because Broad loses the plot, can't swing a, a kookaburra. Anderson can't swing a kookaburra. I reckon we'll be okay. Oh, yeah, I reckon, we, I reckon we won't lose a test. I'm not saying we'll win 5-0. There'll be a draw or two in there. Oh, I can't see England winning a test. Yeah, it'd, be, uh, it'd certainly be dire for Justin Langer if we somehow lost the home Ashes series. Well, who's going to score their runs? Uh, if Joe Root doesn't, well, they're probably in trouble. He doesn't score runs against Australia, though. Cummins yeah. and Hazel would have got him worked out. Ben Stokes will have to go off. <laughs> That's if Ben Stokes actually decides to turn up to Australia and wish him yeah. the best uh, with his with his mental health battles at the moment. But he wasn't here four years ago, and we saw what happened there. So yeah, uh, I, I don't hold high hopes for a good Ashes series. I think there'll be a few blokes that go home. Poms always send a few blokes home. Probably a good shout. If I, I want to see Ben Stokes, absolutely. Just just because he changes the dead dynamic completely. He might, you know, it goes without saying, makes them an incredibly, like, much better team. Yeah. Uh, now, I want to ask your opinion, Jake, because I, there's no point asking Stephen because I've discussed it with him many, many times before. Uh, me and Hayden Narducci, as you know him very well, uh, are heavily uh, in the Bryce Street fan club. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bryce Street, just out of interest? Uh, he gives me the shits because he scores hundreds <laughs> against WA and takes 300 balls and we can't get him out. So he gives me the shits, personally. But a good as a player. <laughs> good player? Good player. He won't play test cricket. Maybe one day. No. No, he won't play test cricket. Can we go back to 2009? Just give him one. Just give, it, oh, just, yeah. just give him one. Well, at the moment, there's no standard openers in Australia, is there? And Warner really, hasn't no. scored a run since he nicked his, his quad. And Harris isn't up to it. I'm not sure Bancroft's up to it. Who's left? Renshaw? We're going to see Renshaw back in test cricket? I don't know. It's not looking good, is it? No. Well, I mean... There's a, there's a good bit of lineage for, you know, big left-handed Queensland batsmen going out of the squad for a That's while and then making true. their way back in. So let's hope that Renshaw is about half as good as Matthew Hayden. Gee, I loved Hados. Gee, I just love the step down the pitch. New ball. Sorry, that's going back over your head <laughs> for six. Yeah. Throw Doesn't it matter where you bowled it. Yep. Look, there is an opener named Sam Whiteman who could come in. The Bunbury boy? I like Sam Whiteman. Good, good fella as well. But... There's something about him. He had a good year last year, but they're he playing did. on flat decks. This year, what I hope they do, if we start where we're meant to with the Shield, end of September, that they roll out a few green decks and go, right oh, let's see who's the best in the toughest conditions. Don't yeah. give me a road where every batsman who's got a, a skerrick of ability scores 100 like we saw last year. All those. Give me a green deck where the bowlers have the ascendancy and let's see who's got the technique to survive. There's yeah. no, no point in preparing flat decks so that every batsman scores 100. It's a good shout. Uh, False economy. Now, that that uh, first one-day match is supposed to be September 12, WA New yep. South Wales. Is that any chance of going ahead at the moment? More chance of New South Wales coming out of lockdown. Yeah. it's They'd nearly have to be here now, the New South Wales team, if there was any chance of that game going ahead. Yeah, we're... Uh, I feel for them. I feel for them. I really do feel for them over there. Miserable circumstance yeah. to be in. Yeah, that's not going to happen, but... Because it's, you, did you notice that they they changed the uh, the scheduling the fixturing to to be like it was back in the day where the shield game would follow yeah you know, at yeah. certain points they uh, did that last year as well didn't they in some capacity did, did you read Brett Jeeves' article on the Raw during the week having a having a crack at JL well it was actually more of a light hearted dig at JL and his temper 
And apparently Jail threatened to kill him one day, said he was disrespecting him and the game in a in a shield game. But Brett Jeeves said that what used to happen is he'd come over two days before the game, he'd get drunk the day before practice, he'd play the shield game, he'd get drunk after the shield game, have a day off, and then play the one-day game, have a skinful at the Qantas club, get back on the plane and rest for a week back in Tasmania. Huh. Sounds like a good wow. way to enjoy yourself. See, domestic cricketers, we don't hear about what happens off the field with these blokes. <laughs> no. It doesn't really matter. Brett Jeeves sounds like the kind of bloke you'd want to hang around with. Have a beer with him. Yeah. That, that basically just sounds like a country week cricket campaign <laughs> from the couple that I've done. Yeah, play cricket, have a few beers, back up and play again. Now, I wanted to chat about, obviously, we've had some big guests on the show. Jacob, obviously, the biggest. Um, we've had Osman Kadir before. We had uh, Ryan Duffield, state cricketer. Uh, who else did we have? We had Sandon Page, reserves player at Subi. Josh Gray, Colts player at Perth, who... Let's be honest, since we had him on, oh, no. barely played a game. Really Flat. done. Very, very, very little. But uh, we've had him on. Who, who are some uh, potential guests you think that we, we should be targeting in the, in, the, in the future that you'd like to see on? What, how niche do you want to be? Oh, whatever you want. Just, just throw, throw them out there, Stephen. We have had an international cricketer, Usman Kadir, on the phone from Pakistan. Heard that's that one. Very good. <laughs> and that you... story about playing, now that's just unbelievable. <laughs> playing in the same on the same ground in the same team from um sorry I think I've got myself mixed up I maybe I think I did I'm sure that's what happened wasn't it you're on the same field as Usman Kitty oh uh, no this okay so hey oh. <laughs> we when the Swedes play or it was a a namesake or someone you no, thought was Usman Kitty I wasn't there okay uh misinterpreted co- story. no no you are correct you are correct uh, Hayden played in the Swedes game, and him and uh, Braden Douglas, another Kenwick cricketer, uh, all of certain that it was 110% Usman Kadir. And I said, okay, his name in the book was Usman Kadir. They go, yeah, they're trying to hide him, and apparently he bowled opposite armed. And I went, okay, and they're like, it was Usman, like, they are certain. But I, never got a, a viability on whether it was him. Never or got not. a lock or not. Right. Uh, Look, it makes for a better story if it was him. We'll just assume it was then. We'll just assume it was. In terms of cricketers, mm. wh- whom I'd like you, I'd I'd like to get like relevant but still niche. Okay. So, <clears throat> like Ryan Campbell as an oh. example. Cambo. Yeah, he would he would be able to spin your yarn, I reckon. Yeah. Um, or like just or like another good bloke, uh, like a Peter Neville. Peter Neville, he's still playing, isn't he? He's still playing for New South Wales yeah. this year. Yeah. So, wow. but but niche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, I was speaking to Pavel Florin. We're still trying to work it out, but he was <laughs> saying he was going to come on, on the uh, via the phone. So huge, if, huge if true. We're just still working out the times and such. Uh, I did speak to Richard, Richard Chiqui at one point. Oh, uh, and Prue. Well, the response was from his wife. Prue goes, "Hi, this is his wife, Prue." And he's like, he, he'd so be you had the wrong number, or did no? It was his Instagram account. Right, she just must have been messaging oh, on it. For him. What's going on there? Who knows? A bit of bit of stalking on the old partner's Instagram, <laughs> making sure everything's okay. Now, Jacob, there's Matthew? something we haven't gotten into yet, and we've been okay. waiting to get into it. We want to get into the the Jacob Lansmere deep dive. We want to get into the inner sanctum of JL. Oh, that's dangerous. So, uh, you had a few questions as well, didn't you, Stephen? That you were going to what one or two? One I, or two. I don't want to. I don't want to steal them from no, you. No, of course not. Because we're so well prepared. Yeah, we'd be reading off the same list. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what does a day in the life of oh, Jacob Lansmere look like? You make it sound like it's something glamorous and <laughs> extravagant and exciting. It it really isn't. 
You're at least a C-grade personality, <laughs> surely. <laughs> I only get a call up if Adrian Barrich and Basil and that leave the state. <laughs> uh, I'll wake up very early. That's what I can tell you. Four, yeah. 4.30, the alarm goes off. Nice. Uh, and in the work, uh, breakfast radio um, finishes at 9 o'clock. Prepare for the next day. Um, start putting out feelers for what you want on the show. Um, and then you're off to do whatever else is within your day. And to be honest, doing breakfast radio, it opens up the rest of your day to do anything or nothing, depending on what you <laughs> prefer to do. You can go home and sleep, or you can go out and do whatever you want. You can go and grab a coffee, you can go and get lunch, you can catch up with people. Um, so yeah, it's a perfect world, to be honest. You've, you've got a lot, of, a lot of free time in front of you, but you do have to plan and prepare as well, obviously. Do you prefer doing breakfast to when you did drive, or...? It's a good question. Uh, they're different. They're, they're very different. I felt, I'm being honest, I felt more comfortable doing drive. Yeah. Uh, not to say I don't enjoy doing breakfast and working with Wayne's fun. You've, you've got someone there to bounce off. But, yeah, I feel more comfortable doing drive, if I'm honest. Yep. I did that for three or four years. I've only done breakfast for nine or ten months. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's still a learning experience. It really is. Now... I've known Wayne for a fair bit of time because he coached in my school. What, yes. What, what, what are your thoughts on Wayne as a person? How would you describe Wayne? Laid back. Wayne Clark we're talking yes. about, so whoever doesn't know. Yes. Dunny. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I'll be honest. I didn't know Dunny very well. Uh, and we went over to Queensland for a, a shield trip. Yeah. And we, we got to the, uh, it was a motel, I think, not a hotel. And the first thing Dunny said, he went, right, we're walking down the road, we're buying a carton. We're going to sit down, we're going to have a beer, and we're going to have a chat. We just started talking about life. Oh, and okay. Honestly, I, you know, I knew Wayne Clark, the cricketer, yeah, and Wayne yeah. Clark on breakfast, and had a fair idea of the kind of person he was. There we are, I don't know, it must have been a Thursday or a Friday night. We're just sitting in our hotel room. Actually, we had separate rooms, but we ended up coming into my room, I think, and we're just knocking back stubbies, just just chatting about his cricket and about his life. and It was, it was awesome. I'm, I'm pinching myself. I'm thinking, yeah, Wayne Clark, well before my time, but a well-known person in WA sport. Then we went and called a Shield game. And then the next night we went to the pub. We're placing bets down on the local races in Queensland. <laughs> and Dunny's given me a $10 note. He's gone, right, here you go, young fella. Here's 10 bucks. See what you can turn it into? Won the first first race that I put money down on. Came through winner. He's gone, you're lucky. So the rest of the night, all the races, you're putting the money down. Oh, You'd God. pick a winner for us. Did not win another race for the rest of the night. <laughs> Dunny said, all right, you're not lucky. Yeah, give, 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 no more money for you for the rest of the trip. So Dunny's just a laid back you know, there could be a world war, and Dunny would be sitting there in his chair, just reading through the paper, just rolling through. Yep, no worries at all. Yep, have his cup of tea, have his fruit. Nothing phases him. That's the easiest way to describe him. He's unemotional. Yep. I remember uh, when he was coaching at our school, he it got to the point where he just used to do clinics. So we'd go and do the clinic, and he said to me, oh, I'll bring you my baggy green next time to try on. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, just remind uh, Richard. Richard was the cricket teacher. And I was like, He's not going to bring the baggy green. I told Richo, and sure enough, next time he brought the baggy, brought the baggy green, green. And I was like, oh. So I got to, got to wear it and get a picture with it on. What, what sort of cool. a state was it in? Because I can imagine that Dunny, after a few beers, would just throw that on his head and probably tip beer over it. It was actually in reasonable nick. It looked okay. in reasonable nick. I've still got the photo. Do you reckon he had more than one? Potentially. Yes. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, he probably. He tells the story that at every tour, they got a new one. When they <laughs> arrived at the hotel, they'd have a new baggy green cap sitting on their bed. Wow. So we make it out, and it is like we'd all love a baggy green. You know, none, of, none of us are going to get one, but it'd, yeah. be, uh, uh, it'd be great to have one. But 
uh, they'd just get handed baggy greens for every tour they went on. So Dunny would have three or four. <sighs> there, there, there it is. There, there it is. It looks in decent nick. That does actually. That looks almost brand new. I put Brad Hogs on one day, and that was a Did little bit. That was a little bit worse for wear than, <laughs> than that one. He's yeah, a man who Brad, likes Brad, a celebration. And Brad didn't play many tests. It must be said. <laughs> Kim Hughes's baggy green had seen better days. Yeah, uh, that had that had been through the ringer a few times. Now, uh, did you have another question you you had for jail? Well, so you know, you're waking up at four thirty. Mm-hmm. You're finishing at nine. So you're working at least what four hours of that? Yeah, but, I'm generally at the, and Matt will vouch for this because Matt is generally stuck with my presence for far longer than he'd like. Probably <laughs> till eleven o'clock. 11, yeah, probably 11 about 30. that. Yeah. Okay. Today was an early day. When oh, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I got home from Durian Bay at midnight last yeah, night, so I was, oh, I was, I was cooked. Yeah. And you still, you still rocked up. At work today. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> he's a machine. Man. I'm, I'm committed. I don't sleep. I get my nickname for people who don't know is zombie. I actually, I very rarely sleep. Is that how you got the nickname zombie? Just not sleeping. Oh. Uh, I don't know. That's what I tell people now. I just think I look a bit odd. And people decided that that was a nickname that was worth throwing out. You know what blokes are like at cricket clubs. It's never meant to be a nice nickname. It's meant yeah. to be a bit derogatory and taking the mickey. So that's okay. It's and, stuck. And that's and that's why we call Matthew Coxilla. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not a lot of imagination with that one. Uh, now, some other things. You know, what sort of music are you into? Oh, that's a good... I'm, I'm 80s. 80s. I'm not a, not a modern music man at all. Give me, give me eighties, nineties, even early two thousands. Do you have a favourite artist? These days, probably, and I know what I've just said. This probably contradicts it, but Tame Impala these days. Oh, big, big fan yeah. of Kevin Parker and Tame Impala. Yeah, that's why his cricket bat is an Impala. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'd love to say that's correct, but it just got given to me, and that's what happened to be <laughs> on the uh, on the bat. Uh, Coldplay. I'm not yeah. as uh, it makes me sound like I'm some kind of depressed human being <laughs> but uh, Coldplay's always been a I've always been a big fan R.E.M. bit of Phil Collins yeah a little bit of Phil Collins don't S- mind a bit of Phil Susudio? Collins yeah, yeah, I'm I've guessing sung, that was you yeah I've sung that a few times yeah I've, <laughs> sung, I've sung Susudio a couple of times at karaoke uh, ABC which is an old British uh, it'd be pop rock or something close to that yeah a Fair bit enough. of a different different taste in music right. it's a bit of here there and everywhere I like it uh, what what about if you're at, you're at home on the couch and what are you watching on the telly? What are you? What are you no, going I'm a Simpsons to? man. You're a Simpsons e- every man, yep. every day I watch at least one, if not two episodes. Every day, whether they're, whether they're live or or recorded, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bigger Simpsons nuffy than I'm a sports nuffy. Wow. People don't believe me when I say that. That's that's they a go, huge That's not possible. Call. Huge call. So yeah, when you ask me what I do in my afternoons, I I, I could have made this a lot shorter an answer, but yeah, the Simpsons <laughs> gets a run at home. Yeah, right. A bit of light-hearted entertainment, comedic relief. And we're talking classic Simpsons. We're not talking season 18. We're talking season six. I was going to say anything past season 10. Rubbish. When you're a child who grows up in the 90s, like, I don't know about you, but for me, like, the Simpsons and television by extension was essentially like the third or fourth parent. Hmm. It was. I I learned more, maybe not more, but at least as much watching the Simpsons as I did in the classroom. And people will go, how does that work? Did you just not pay attention at school but what you learnt watching The Simpsons you learnt historical information um, you, you learnt certain virtues in life I found myself and quite often at school you'd actually watch a Simpsons episode related to a certain theme but I'd, I'd, I'd say that was more even almost more educational than in school for me fair enough certainly improved my vocabulary yeah uh, what about movies do you, are you a movie man or not really uh, used to be yeah used to be probably not so much these days yeah uh like a good horror film. 
horror. Yeah, like a good horror film. I like the It films. They oh, were very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, the remakes. Yep. Uh, it's hard to believe that Bill Skarsgård is, is the clown. I don't know if you know what Bill Skarsgård looks like, the actual, the, the actor. No. You wouldn't, if you looked at him and then you said, that's actually the bloke who plays the creepy clown, you go, no way. No yeah, way. Right. Uh, yeah, like a good horror film. Yeah. And comedy. Yeah, yep. so probably, but they're odd, they're, you know, they're opposite ends of the spectrum, obviously. But yeah, probably, you know, a bit of, bit of light-hearted comedy and um, Adam Sandler films. There's some oh, very good Adam Sandler the films. Sandman. There's, there's some shockers. There's some shockers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, horror and comedy. But wide ends of the scale there on the film front. I think the worst Adam Sandler movie I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw it at the cinemas, I don't even know why, oh. was Jack and Jill. Oh. And he was playing... A woman. Brother and sister. Brother and sister. Yeah, I never that. saw it, but I remember seeing the trailer. That was a disgrace to cinema. <laughs> that won the Raspberry, which is worst film awards every year. And that yeah. won every Raspberry award possible. Yeah. Shocking. Horrible. Shocking. Uh, Stephen, did you have any a final question you want to ask, Jay? Or you're all good? Or? Yeah, just, just, there's so many. There's so many, <laughs> but where do... So, so where do you stand on, on Seinfeld, then? Because for me, The Simpsons and Seinfeld... You know, different, different. You know, animated. You know, yep. uh, firsthand. Yeah, both great sitcoms. One's animated, and and one's clearly not. Both great. I still have Everybody Loves Raymond on par with those. Oh wow! That's I know. Huge Everybody we had Loves this Raymond de- is good. We had this debate on breakfast a few months ago. I got panned. You know, we, I was getting abuse, and l- luckily I don't get a lot of abuse in in uh, in radio. But we were getting abusive messages like, Jacob's on drugs or he's got no idea what he's talking about. How could Raymond even be in the same breath as Seinfeld? Seinfeld's a, you know, a once-in-a-generation classic and Raymond's just Ray Romano being a tool for 25 minutes every every episode. I loved Everybody Loves Raymond. Love Frank. Uh, love Marie. Yeah. And, of course, anything with Patricia Heaton in it's worth watching. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy, that's a well, huge call. Look, I completely disagree with you. I, w- I, w- I would watch it. Yeah. But I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't utter it but in the same breath. Both shows, and, and this is sitcoms to a nicety, really, is there actually any purpose? Like, you look at some of the storylines, you think, <laughs> is this show actually about anything? Or is it about every little thing? You know? And there's some cult figures in those shows. There's no doubt. Cult sitcom characters. Not a huge fan of Friends, for the record. That that wasn't. Oh, done, I was mate. about to ask. No, no thank, thank no. you. No, that didn't do it for me. That's disgraceful. Look, I I'm a big Everybody Loves Raymond fan, but Seinfeld, in my opinion, is a bit bit higher. This individual puts Friends above. Yes, Friends. All. Friends. Who's, is your, the who's your favourite character? You'd be a Rachel fan, wouldn't nah, you? Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be right over I Rachel. Like, I like Chandler. I'll yeah, okay. Chandler's good. Don't get me wrong. I love Friends. Friends okay. is great. Wish but, I had some. <laughs> yeah, what's that like? Yeah, no, it's not great. But yeah, Chandler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what about where do you sit on Fraser? I'm big Fraser. I like yeah, Fraser. Kelsey Grammer's a brilliant actor. That's I've got a lot back. of time. It's got a lot back. of time. It'll be hard. The, the father died. The, he, the he actor. Did. He did. David Hyde Pierce and uh, Kelsey Grammer are brilliant together. They're yeah. they're two fantastic actors. Yeah, got a lot of time for those two. If they're in anything, I reckon I'd watch it. Good call. Now before we go, Stephen. I don't know if you how much match apps you've listened to. Uh, not enough. Not is enough. the right answer to that. Now, me, Kemp, and Sean are writing songs. This has been going on for far, far, far too long, but we are working on some songs. You've been playing your bass, putting some lyrics together, I believe. That's correct. Before I get into mine, you're a guitar mm, player. Uh bass guitar. Okay, I've learned something about you. Well, the before I yeah. You, sir, mm. uh, are lying to this man straight to his face. 
by saying that you were writing a song. Yes, you, I You and I have had this discussion off air, and I feel it needs to be brought to the fans' attention. This man's not actually writing any music whatsoever. He's writing. He's writing poems. Oh, poems! You, that's well, mate. That's. I would a have sen- taken you more as a limerick or a haiku man rather than poems. <laughs> poems. This, you are essentially writing a poem. You're writing. No, you're not. writing lyrics to a, to a song that someone else is writing. No. You're essentially Taylor Swifting. I'm trying. And shame. I'm getting fired up now. Shame. I don't know how to play any instrument, so I I can write these lyrics, but I don't know how to put some sort of track to it. So why why challenge us to write a song if you yourself cannot write anything well, musical? And and Sean can't it, play an Fuck you too, either. Chook. Fuck you as well. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Look, you'll be that. automatically eliminated if you want to if you want to dish this up, brother. I'll be the oh. only one playing music. I win. No, that was never the. the so you're playing you're playing guitar. Are you going to bring in your guitar? And who's play your it? Who's your lead vocalist then? Oh, well, I guess me. I'll have to. I won't have a choice. Unless, Gooch should do it. Yeah, maybe. I, I did say... Give Gooch two drinks, he'll do it. <laughs> One drink. I, I did say, if you can find someone to voice it, go ahead. You can, you can come here, I'll help you record it. But do whatever means you, you, you want to do, and we'll see who has the better song. What does a Timomatic cameo cost? Like, oh, <laughs> that's a good shout. Hey, Tim, let me just send you through some music. <laughs> some lyrics. Uh, we've got, I think what we have to do in this episode, we ha- we've got to put a date on this. We I, have to put on... The, a for date. this song to be released? Yeah, or at least the episode where we reveal our three songs. What, do I have to contribute anything to this song or what? Would you like to? <laughs> oh, I don't think I'd be much use. Stephen Kemp featuring JL. <laughs> what sort of musical uh, exploits uh, have you partaken in? Uh, just karaoke. After about 12 beers, that's about as far as I'll go with it. That's the right level of uh, being salubrious. I'd love to say I have a beautiful singing voice, but I don't. I okay. don't. Stephen, do you have a good singing voice? Uh, I I would like to think that I do, but in reality, probably not. Okay. So look, if you want to find someone else to sing sing your song for you, once you've got your lip, go ahead. That's Billy fine. Joel. Yeah, give him a call. If Billy will do it. That might be might be tough. It might be tough. But he's pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> he's about eighty now, so he's he's probably cooped up at home. Uh, we've got to put a date on this. So get your calendar out. All right. We've got to put a date on this. Um, and we're just going to tell Chuck that's the date and it's happening. Uh, I reckon sometime mid-September. Oof. Spring has sprung, so is the, the music on Map Chats. <laughs> Here's a promo. <laughs> I'll, I've got the recording there. <laughs> or we could go early October at the latest. Oh, cricket um, season, it's very busy yeah, early October. True, yeah. So what if the 24th of September... Is the Friday before the AFL Grand Final, allegedly. Oh, Are you saying we make a late pitch to perform? <laughs> we oh. have a Grand Final episode special. Oh, I, I like I, that. I went to the Frio-Brisbane game a couple of weeks ago, so I was working on it, luckily. luckily. And at halftime, it was country round for some reason. They had five blokes, they looked like they're 55, 60, sitting there up on a, a dais singing some ridiculous sea shanty. If, if they can sing at halftime of a of an AFL game, <laughs> you two can perform at the Grand Final. We are Come half on. a shout. If Tim Matic doesn't get a, a ring in for the Grand grand Final, I'm not going to be happy. Do you know what, though? I think he's done himself a mischief. He's gone on national television and said he's a Canberra boy. Oh. He grew up in Wanneroo. And as we all know, that's not Canberra. Does he live here now? No, nah, he lives in Sydney, oh, I believe. Well, look what happened there. <laughs> Jeez, come on. So, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. So, 24th of September. Is that when the grand final is? Because if they don't have the no, buy... It's, it's the Friday night. before. Yeah. It's the public holiday. Yes. Okay. 
All right. So what date are we locking in? So that essentially gives Chook just under a month to start writing his song. He started writing. I've had chats with him. I don't believe you at all in any way, well, shape, or form. you're wrong. Oh. Just because... Oh, you're up here in your head. You're, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got half of it no, right now. I've, no, you don't, brother. you got fuck all. I've heard show some me of, the Show me the pen. Show I've me the heard paper. it. I've heard some You've of it. You've heard it. I've heard many bits so of it. So you two are conspiring against me. No, he, it was just so exciting that he came up with it and, and I was like, oh, yeah, nice, man. Like, so, that exact reaction. Yeah, nice man. Okay. Um, so, you're saying 24th of September, the Friday. Somewhere there and thereabouts. Some sort of grand final. All right. Before the AFL grand final, the Friday before, grand final episode, song reveal. All right. Locked so, in. So, where do I plug my bass in here? That's up to you to work out, mate. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you need electricity? Bit, bit, bit frosty to finish. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah I will. Yeah, there's a PowerPoint down there, mate. Yeah, good. Bring your own Powerball because we don't have one. <laughs> All right, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Is there anything you want to say before you, you leave, Jacob? Thank you for having me, Matty oh, and Kempi. It has been a delight. It's been too long in organising. I don't know <laughs> when the first uh, call came my way to say, can you please come on? And for whatever reason, COVID and a few other reasons, we've delayed having yep. this chat. But to be on Matt Chats, is a, it's a dream come true. It's up there with calling AFL footy. It's up oh, with wow. hosting Sports Breakfast. To share the room with two le- legends of the Kenwick Cricket Club. Oh, thank it's you. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on as well, Stephen. Thanks for coming back. I guess <laughs> I guess I just couldn't get anybody <laughs> else. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll go out with uh, what do we go out with? We'll go out with a little bit of Tim O'Matic. Of course.